Welcome to Layout, a weekly podcast about design, technology, and everything else. Our main topic for this week, what is it like to work remotely? Before we get to the main topic this week, uh, we have some follow-up. So, um, follow-up. <laughs> it is back. Back again. Um, this one's coming from uh, my friend Rami, uh, who uh, was talking about uh, the example that I gave um, about, you know, how it's uh, uh, nobody ever complains about booking a meeting with 20 people for an hour. Uh, but you have to uh, get approval for a $500 expense and both of them are probably cost the same amount to your company. Uh, and his point was that's that it's much easier to abuse expense policies for personal gain, um, which is why there's an approval process um, uh, that is stricter there. Uh, and if you compare that, that to a meeting, well, I mean, you could probably call a meeting for... <laughs> some bullshit reason uh but i think he's right that um that that is probably why that there's like a higher likelihood that you're gonna spend 500 dollars on god knows what you know <laughs> so um yeah thanks for thanks for that feedback it's a good point and uh also on follow-up listener alex frangimore um he wrote in he tweeted at us because we were complaining about video chat services Dingas, I complain about Slack and Hangouts, and they're all they all suck. Um, Alex suggested a service called Appear In. Um, that's like a video chat thingy. Um, apparently, Alex has been using that, uh, and it has been awesome. I we tried Appear In, and to be honest, we didn't try it like as the video chat service, but we used Appear In for something like a an experiment that we did, in where we wanted to have like a permanent. Um, a permanent open video line to the office, not to someone's computer, but like to this like this this desktop computer that was in the office. So at any time, any point, you could go to this URL and you could you know tune in to the. Did anyone ever use the that? Office. I did sometimes. <laughs> like we had this like <laughs> spying on people. Not just in the me, office. you know. Some yeah, just not spying because the 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 video camera was in like this lounge. I, I imagine you're like you know um like casey neistat's like set up yeah. with screens everywhere <laughs> i imagine that's you but with video feeds from the office <laughs> uh no comments <laughs> but anyway uh appearing like it worked well and to be honest we didn't like like i mentioned we didn't really put it up to test and see if it would really hold as our primary service um but it was great for that I mean, we never had like drop connections and something, but anyway, uh, we we could try it. I mean, it's, it's not easy to just you know ask everyone in the company to use this new thing, but um, if Hangouts keeps uh, sucking for a while, maybe we'll give it a shot. Thanks, Alex. All right, that's it for follow up. Cool. If you would like to be featured in next week's follow up, you can tweet at us at layoutfm. <laughs> you should use that voice for the intro. <laughs> Okay, Kevin.
Back to you. Uh, <laughs> That's Rafa's radio voice number one. Yeah, I have seven. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, for our main topic, as um, we mentioned in the intro, we're going to be talking about uh, what is it like to work remotely. Now, as you probably know, Kevin, you don't work remotely, right? No, I don't. <laughs> um, And I, I was right. trying to think about that. I don't think I've ever have worked entirely remotely. So I'm actually pretty curious about this. Cool. I'm glad because, <laughs> you know, I've been working remotely uh, with Netlify. So for more than a year now, like a year and a half. Mm -hmm. um, Has this been your first uh, remote work experience? Yeah. I mean, I guess you don't count freelance uh, work like as remote, really. Right. <laughs> But, so, yeah, uh, totally. Okay. Uh, there are some things that I shared with some other situations, like when I was an independent developer whatever um like i work from home so it's one thing that it's in common with my current situation and we're going to talk a bit more about that in a, in a moment but yes this this has been my first and only experience as a remote employee um and so yeah this is like some of the things that i've learned and some of the things that i needed to work on and change in the way i work uh, to accommodate this new style of Of working so without any further ado <laughs> uh i guess we could start uh i i i kind of like created this like talking points that we, we can go through so it's like there is a structure that i just like <laughs> you, put you up, can put let together, me know but... when you want me to interrupt <laughs> <laughs> no feel free to interrupt at any point like if you have any questions um so like remote work it's not like the same in every situation For example, some people can be a remote employee, but they all live in the same country, same time zone, right? There's also other situations like mine in where not only you don't have an office, uh, but like your team is spread out across the world, right? So mm -hmm. that was like the biggest thing for me personally, because I not only am I working remotely, but I'm working for a company in the West Coast. I'm in Europe, meaning there's a big time zone Uh, you know thing <laughs> um it's a big it's a big thing here um and so that is common for some like remote companies uh and it's something that really had a big impact in the way we work um so it it forces you to like have this big consideration about everyone's time and everyone's life outside of work because when your whole team like works from you know nine to five or whatever like there's this expectation if you are like in work hours you know like you're like it's it's fine to expect someone to be at work it's fine to expect someone to be on call if something happens right mm -hmm. there's like expectation set uh when you have a distributed team that needs some tweaking <laughs> um <laughs> so i know like 
like everyone is asleep when I like in my mornings and stuff, right? And if shit goes down and our you know our app is down and stuff, like I know exactly who can be on call, who do I have to disturb or not, who can you know I ask for help or something. Um, I know who exactly I shouldn't be <laughs> uh, bothering, uh, like at mentioning people on Slack. It's also a big thing, you know, because you can't rely with everyone having this notifications preferences like carefully set up, right? Um, right. And just, you know, know that if a coworker of yours, like in, in their time zone, it's past six or something or whatever, like they are with their family now. They're having a dinner. Like I'm not going to add mention people and ask for help or like bother bother anyone. So, um, okay, so do you kind of maintain sort of an, uh, a list or like do you know instinctively that, oh, like I shouldn't ping this person from this time to this time because I know they're not going to be working? Or is, like is your solution to basically ignore that and basically ha have a culture where I will ping you but I don't expect an answer right away. And then the person can then pick it up and answer it whenever they're back in normal work hours. That's a good question is actually both. Okay. <laughs> um, like in the beginning, when someone joins a team, you're still like getting to know the, you know, the person and what their lives are like and <laughs> how are they like, um, like we have this tool on Slack. It's on the general channel. Uh, like pinned, pinned, not pinned, the the topic of whatever. There's this link. Uh, it's something that I can actually plug. Let me, let me, pull in the name. It's teamtime.zone. Is this tool you authenticate with Slack and will show you like everyone on your Slack team, um, like all of their time zones, right? They're like spread out mm, in like a graph, so you okay. can see at any point like what are the time zones where they are. Uh, any kind of updates if you if you update your Slack's uh, time zone thing. Interesting. Uh, so when I'm in San Francisco or whatever, it will be updated to that. So that's that's useful when it's I'm like, should I be pinging this person or not? Um, so that is a, that is a, a useful tool. Uh, but there's also that like once you actually get to know the person, like maybe you don't tag them. There's something that we do like you know in Slack. I think it's a default notification. Like if someone at usernames you or writes your name just like not without a at symbol if someone just writes your name or your username i guess uh, it will ping you uh, so what people have been doing like if, if they know that i'm asleep and they don't want my slack app to be you know notifying me and pinging my phone uh, they will do like r space afaa like afa <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> They like, yeah, they break the name apart. Know, just to make sure. Do you know about the working hours thing in Slack? Yeah, I do, but I still like. I will get a badge, oh, okay. so not a push notification. I'll get a badge, which is you know the same thing for me. Like if I see a badge, like oh no. Um, <laughs> but there's something like it's not expected for people to to do that, but it's something that people want to do if mm -hmm. like they're having a conversation and want to mention me, but they want me. They don't want me to wake up and see it. They'll do that, right. um, and uh, but 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 yeah. There's also that. Like, there's no expectation. Like, I hope people will not be on Slack or online at unreasonable hours. If they are, that is fine. But like, I mean, it's they're like it's they're the ones doing that. But we really don't encourage that behavior. Um, so that 
that is one thing that it 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 asks you to have that consideration um in the like expectations about everyone on your team um and not only that but because of that the distributed in time zones and stuff and because we're not like all face to face and we can just ping someone like you know walk up to their desk and talk or ask anything um and something that i've mentioned several times here on the show but we are really careful about making sure that all of our convos all of our like action items all of our like conclusions of a meeting and stuff that's all documented somewhere right that people can reference and people can you know look back and and yeah and be aware one thing of i've noticed um, um is that it tends and and like i'm curious to hear what your experience is about that but like it tends to be easier to work remote in a team that's entirely remote versus mm-hmm. being the one person remote in a team that's all mm-hmm. local um and i think like some companies are actually good at like even when they have people that are local that they document everything that they like make sure that everything's accessible for someone else but for example for us like there's this kind of culture in place i guess where people don't actually write stuff down people don't actually like write recaps of a meeting uh for for others to to be able to like understand what what happened um so yeah i'm curious to hear like do you have you observed that like I so you touched on something that I, I I want to address at the end. Oh, okay. Which is that like spoiler alert? All remote team or like partial remote team, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to that in, in, in a moment. But like I can totally see if let's say your marketing team is remote, but your more like direct team, it's all in the same place. Maybe you don't need to document everything. But I I would say that it's all. It's always useful and best, like good practice if you do that. Um, even if it's just to reference back, like, yeah. hey, we talked about this last week. Remember, like, what did we do? Like, I'm pretty sure that I, you know, offered this or that, or we talked about that. You know, it's it's just good practice to be able to do that. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have to. I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm saying they should. I'm not saying that you have to, but I think it's. You can't go wrong with doing that. Oh yeah, it's, it's the, just over- definitely. Like you're totally right on this. Um, right. It, it like it's hard to change though. <laughs> um, oh yeah. <laughs> and so I I think like we're slowly but surely like getting closer to that point. Um, but I I am sort of envious of teams who have already started with this in mind um because it's mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to just like keep doing the thing that you've always done versus all of a sudden trying to like move an entire organization to to thinking differently about like meetings and stuff like that absolutely and it's really not easy <laughs> even <laughs> if you're all you know remote team you know like you're very used to this pattern and behaviors like it's still something that it takes something from you but like sometimes we have informal chats, like the the we call it the. I think we mentioned last week or whatever. I I call it the open office design hours, but <laughs> that has been renamed 
in the meantime to design mustard because it's right after product ketchup. Um, and so even that, even then, which is a super informal, quick call, like in the end, like on Slack in our design mustard Slack channel, you just say, all right, just to be clear, uh, you know, at the end of this call, uh, we, you know, we came to the conclusion that we should do this and that and just write that down. Um, like it's, it's good to make sure everyone's on the same page and there was no like miscommunication and, you know, misinterpretations. Uh, and it's just good to like, then right now it's on that channel. If anyone that didn't participate in this can go there and see, Oh, they, they're going to do this. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and also a, a bit more on the consideration for other people's lives and, and experiences, like, especially because my team is not a hundred percent remote team. I would say like, it's like a third. Um, some things people really can't empathize. Like they can't really understand because they don't go through it. Like I mentioned in last week's episode uh, regarding meetings that a hundred percent of my meetings are on a video chat thingy thing is right. And so there's a lot of like, um, there's a lot of things that are not great by having all every <laughs> meeting in, on the internet. Like, like, hey, maybe you're talking like ten meters from your computer, shitty microphone, and people can't really understand what you're saying. Or like, you know, your office internet connection is really crappy, and you're always like breaking out. I can't understand what you're saying. So sometimes, sometimes, uh, what we do is like, even if you know, half of the participants of this meeting are in the same office. Let's all have this call online. Like everyone opens a Hangout link and 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 goes through that thing, through that experience, um, just to know what is it like. Um, like I am, regarding time zones, I am eight hours or nine hours ahead. And like, I know what it's like to be, you know, awake when everyone's asleep and then you know going to sleep when everyone's still awake um and when i'm there when i travel to san francisco sometimes like i got i got to experience that right then all of a sudden now a, a co-worker of mine was way ahead in <laughs> time zone wise and like i could right. feel that oh it's actually super weird to have the like the the, the product catch-up meetings right <laughs> in the morning right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Like it's, it's really cool to be able to experience someone else's like experience <laughs> to be like, to just to empathize and, and, you know, know what it's like. Like I had a, I had a team member, like a coworker of mine visit me um, a couple of months back and it was great. Like to, to show him what is it like to have calls here in the office <laughs> and, you know, and, and talking to people in San Francisco and nine hours ahead. And what's it like? It's it's great. It's something that if you can try to do that, like try to try to make other people like go through their team members' experiences, just to create this empathy and 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 just like knowledge of what it's like. If that makes sense, right? Do you do you prefer remote work over like being in the same room? I don't know. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of like, it's like, there's a lot of pros and cons. Right. And I, I still don't know. 
<laughs> um, so we can we can jump to another point, which kind of goes hand in hand with that, which is like working remotely. A lot of people just just visualize that you know you're working from home, um, but that's not the case. Actually, most of the time it's not the case. Um, you could work from a co-working space. You could rent an office, right? Um, working from home, it's like it's not good or bad. There's a lot of pros and cons going in. It's really just like down to how how like can you do it? Like it's personality. Like if it's a match or not. Um, I know a lot of people that just can't work from home. And I can totally see that it requires a lot of discipline, um, and and like same thing for working from an office or working surrounded with people. Um, I actually working for Netlify. I half of the time I work from home, and the other half I work from a co-working space, which was more like of an office. I was sharing with uh, some friends, but like in the end, and. I mean, granted, because of the the weird um, hours that I that I work, uh, I was just more productive working from home, and so that kind of like dictated my decision here. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's really tricky. So like, I can be super productive working from home um, because I like during the day I'm alone. So let's say if I had kids or if I had other people working here and like here at home. During the day, maybe that would not be the case, right? There's a lot of variables that you can't just, you can't really just come to a conclusion. Is it better or worse? Um, right. It's just tricky. And you should try. I think everyone should try. Uh, if you have the conditions, if, like if you have, a, you know, space at home that you can work from like a, a room, like an office or something. Um, yeah. For, for me, like the <laughs> like biggest extent to which I have worked remotely was basically just working from home for like a day or two. Um, mm. And I agree with you. Like I totally see the upsides. Uh, like for example, like I think most of the time when I do work from home, I am more productive. Like I have mm. more hours that I can spend like in a concentrated way on whatever I'm doing. Uh, so that's a clear advantage like i also don't have i mean i don't have much of a commute anymore but um if you have a commute then like that's now free time that you have um mm -hmm. and so that technically like makes your life better um use them wisely and don't just work more uh, <laughs> um but sort of the downsides that i could see was that um for me i just wasn't as inspired to like do my work as mm. I can be in the office. And that's like a personal thing for me where like I tend to be very introverted. And so actually like going outside of the house is a good thing for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so like ultimately I don't think that working like fully remotely is a good option for me, but I think like working out of a co-working space could definitely work, right? So that that way I still get like the seeing people aspect, the like being in a like interesting location that's not just my apartment. Um, mm -hmm. I think that could definitely work for me. So like if 
like some listeners have kind of ruled that off entirely because they might be like me or they might there might be like this one thing that bothers them about uh, working remotely. I like encourage people to like kind of reconsider that and and see if there's like a way that you can kind of tweak those small little variables that don't work for you and sort of turn it into an advantage. Um so yeah. Totally. I can like I can like, go through some advantages. Like you said, you can be super focused and productive because you have again, depends on your situation, but you're probably going to have less distractions. You don't have anyone coming, you know, uh, behind your shoulder and like saying, "Hey, hey, uh, excuse me, what do you think about uh, this?" You know, like you're you're alone usually. Um, there's also I I think and I I did this you know in, in previous uh, jobs, but there's there's a difference between working from home today, you know, or really working from home, like that's your full time working right, from home. Yeah, um, and it takes it it, take, it takes uh, some time for you to actually be able to work from home. Because if I like, I work from home today or something, or this morning I'm going to be working from home, a lot of times, and I talk from experience, I'm not saying that this is, applies you know, to everyone, but for me, it was a lot because I I was tired. I didn't want to go like through, I didn't, go, I didn't want to commute. I, I didn't, like I just want to get into, or on the flip side, I was I started super focused and I immediately like I jumped out of bed and I wanted to start working. I didn't want to go through the whole like pausing my flow and my my momentum to, you know, actually get dressed and get out of the house and go through commute and <laughs> talk to people. <laughs> um, but like it takes a lot of discipline because there's a lot of distractions in, in your home as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you have your TV and your couch, which is super comfy. <laughs> you have your video game consoles and you have, you know, because your brain associates, like, your brain thinks of home as you're not working, you're in a relaxed state, and this is where you have all of your toys and all of your distractions, and you can just, you know, relax. So it takes a while to kind of like train your brain to know. You actually don't see home as the relaxed zone, see home as the place where you work also. <laughs> so <laughs> for me, it was crucial to have an office like an actual room in your house where you could like trick your brain to really associate you know what when i'm in the office here um like i'm working so even if uh, this is something that i take very seriously because hey this is where i work this is where i spend most of my time um i don't want to ruin this or be less productive so for example even if even small things like I am browsing the web, like I'm not really working. I'm just, I don't know. I'm reading Twitter or whatever. Uh, even that, I try really hard to don't do it here in my desk mm. on my iMac. Like if you're just like, you know, if you're just messing around and just looking at a web and YouTube, watching YouTube, go and pick up your laptop and go to your living room. Like I do that right. all the time. Because I really, really, really try to get into the state once I sit at this desk, uh, once I, you know, boot off my iMac, like I really want to be working. Um, and that is that is very easy to kind of like ruin everything, <laughs> um, like holidays and stuff. So it, it takes a while to get into the, the the flow. So that 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 really helps. 
um, it also helps if you are if you are working from home. Like your mental health is really important as well, um, because it, especially if you don't have any like activity or something that forces you out of your uh, your apartment, like if you just spend three days, four days straight in like at home, which can very easily happen if you work from home, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, like really try to try to compensate that. So I think I also mentioned here, like the way I try to do that is I always take my mornings to do everything that is not work related. So I go to the gym. I go have lunch, lunch with, with, with friends. I go, you know, do the laundry and go grocery shopping, uh, you know, do all of that in the morning, which first of all, force me out of the house and do normal things and be a normal human being. <laughs> um, and second, you know, it will force me to wake up early, which may not be even an issue if you are working from home, but you know, you, you keep the same normal schedule, you know? Uh, but for me, like, Hey, when I wake up, it's like 1am or something in San Francisco. It's so easy to just like wake up at noon. Right. And then everyone is still asleep. <laughs> like no one will know that, you know, you're not working or whatever. It, yep. No one cares. So I feel like that's probably just, one that would be like it would be easier to just like keep waking up at the same hour when you start working remotely. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But then over time, I could totally see myself being like, oh, just I'll just stay in bed for like 15 more minutes. Oh, I'll just <laughs> stay in bed for like oh, just half an hour. Like and then like slowly but surely like <laughs> wake up later and later. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's a really good tip to kind of have something that's like either on your calendar or like that you, you plan on doing right in the morning that gets you out of the house. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. I think that that kind of covers like your day to day, what you have to change and adapt to work remotely. Um, and so I have this one last section, which is a bit more like negative. Um, and so, so you mentioned, you know, there are companies that are 100% distributed. Like everyone is working remotely somewhere. Uh, and there are companies that like Netlify, uh, like my situation in where the company is primarily based in one office. You know, there is this one place where most of the team is located at and then is partially distributed right Mm -hmm. um in my experience is around like a third of the team is distributed um and from those from that third uh most of them are in the u.s still and then they're like currently i think three or four that are in europe um and so (laughs) it's like we are not a distributed team we are like a remote friendly team and this is something that I struggle with a little bit. Um, first, when, when the company is remote friendly or partially distributed, um, there's all of this things that I kind of cover that you have to teach the other, <laughs> you have to teach the non, non-remote peeps like what it is about and ask them to be considerate and think about everyone else because you know, when when a situation doesn't apply to you, it's easier to just like 
don't pay really close attention to it because it doesn't really affect you. Um, so it's kind of like a bigger ask. Um, and I'm not, I'm not complaining. Like <laughs> I'm not complaining to my, to my coworkers here. <laughs> I'm just saying that it's, it's tricky. It's something you have to f like really fight for and, and make sure it's something that it's like company wide, you know, cause if everyone is distributed, being distributed is not a thing that you have to think about because everyone is, you know? Yeah. Um, and then there's this like personal connections is something that I miss because when you work with people, you don't just like work with them and <laughs> like solve problems with them and all. You also like working with a human being and then th those personal connections really like they're crucial. They're part of working with people, right? Like, getting to know the person, knowing what they're like, like in, and being friends with people, uh, knowing about their families and what they like and what their hobbies and, you know, um, and going out for, for beers after work and all of that is kind of lost when you work remotely. Yep. Um, and that is something that I personally, like that is what I miss the most uh, is having that personal connection, those like get togethers um, and that is something that we, we, we try to not solve, but we try to help by having like the occasional, like all hands, like we fly everyone in to one, you know, location usually is like SF offices or like you can have a, an offsite meeting with your team. Right. Cause you know, it gets to a point like it's not you can't really fly. Like if your team, like if your company is like a thousand people remotely distributed yeah. and you want to fly everyone to the same place, that, that's not going to happen. Expensive. But <laughs> a little bit. Um, but so you try to get people together, especially like your direct team, the people you work with every day, right? Mm -hmm. That is really important. And we, we, we do that. Actually, next week uh, I'm flying to San Francisco for that exact reason. Um, and those are very, very important. Like, hug people <laughs> like or like having an event with people talk about non-work things it's so great and when i fly back after that week or so um like i come back to my home <laughs> to my country uh to my weird time zone but i come back with all this like experiences memories and i feel closer to my team members than ever before that is really important to keep that like don't lose that connection. So we do this like twice a year, give or take. Um, I'm not saying that's the cadence that you have to follow. Uh, I don't know, but like that is for me as a remote employee, that is very important to me. And you know what, if I would never be able to do this, I would reconsider, <laughs> uh, to be honest. Um, and so, yeah, <laughs> like th there's this, this one thing that I haven't fixed I haven't found a solution and I struggle with a little bit is this feeling I can't shake off it's this feeling that like there's a team that is there and there's the rest of us and I have like I have a foot on their offices and I have a foot here if that makes right. sense like I am not 100% all in mm -hmm. um and I, th I don't think it's anyone's fault here. 
Um, and I don't think there is like one solution. <laughs> There's certain ways you can help, but like it's something that I, I still struggle, and it's it's kind of tricky. I know some people that like are in a similar situations, and they kind of go through the same. Um, but yeah, I don't see a way to fix this uh, unless like everyone is distributed, everyone is remote. Um, so yeah, that is that is also one thing to think about. Yeah, that's a good point. Like uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had the new office, like the like new office party stuff, and yeah, it, it kind of sucked. Yeah, you know, that like, suck. Hey, <laughs> we're inviting people, and you know, everyone come by. Uh, even Bryn and Brian, like I invited them. Even <laughs> there. Like, hey, come down to our offices and stuff. Uh, it was funny because they like they texted me like, "Hey, dude, by the way, you're not in San Francisco, right? Because we're going to Netlify's offices." <laughs> wow yeah, yep no i wasn't there um <laughs> so sometimes that kind of sucks um but but yeah anyway it's not a huge problem it's just something that is here yeah yeah no there i mean as with everything there's their the pros and there's the cons and i mm-hmm. think like you really have to find what works well for you and which cons are you willing to to deal with and yeah yeah Oh, but okay. I don't want to. I don't want to leave on a downer. So <laughs> let's surface back one huge advantage. You can really do whatever you want in a in a sense that, hey, if you are tired, if you don't feel like working, you know, take a break. You know, just take a pause. And when I say pause, I mean <laughs> like stop. I'm not uh, anyway. No one will get this joke <laughs> ever. Uh, <laughs> um. If you get that reference, tweet it as at layout.fm and uh, we will send you a gift yeah. or something. Anyway. Sometimes I do um, wonder how many li- uh, how many listeners that they have. Still, you're giving clues, but no one will get this. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Uh, <laughs> like, if, if I want to if I wanna travel, if I, you know what, I don't want to be in my city, in my home today. I want to go, you know, travel to to the beach for a week. Like, you know, if you still, you know, take your laptop and do work, but you could be whatever. It doesn't matter where you are. Um, your schedule is very, like, flexible. You can you can really um, take advantage of when you feel more productive and when you don't, and you don't have to force anything. Um, and I can tell you that, you know, sometimes I work from uh, San Francisco offices, sometimes I don't. Uh, and, like, I am way more productive when I'm home, you know? um that's just a fact for me personally so anyway that is a huge advantage and i think it's the first thing when people think about what it would be like to work remotely um and that is very true that's a very cool thing so okay we didn't end on a downer <laughs> okay cool. anything uh, anything left you want to ask or um so i was actually checking off my questions as we were speaking and i think we tackled most of them so pretty good overview i think um yeah like also like i really like the point that you made that a lot of the things that you have to do as a remote team are actually things that are beneficial for any team Mm. uh and so I even think that even for the ones uh, of us who work in in actual offices uh, with other people, like we still have a lot to learn from the people who work remotely uh, because it is more challenging. Like 
they do have to sort of overcompensate and for for that fact and and the actual solutions that people have created can actually uh, can also really work uh well in an office so um yeah it's there's a lot to learn from here Cool. Should we get a side dishes? Yes. Okay. Right. So there's this one thing in the list here of our, of our topics, our super secret mm. communication channel. Um, and and uh, this says Rafa's technology woes rants TM. Mm. So <laughs> um, I feel like you haven't talked enough in this show so let's let's <laughs> hear about this i'm very curious thanks so much for giving me the opportunity to speak up yeah and you're talk welcome for a little while <laughs> uh <laughs> it's your show okay i need i need to vent dude i need to rant um you know you know how when like apple decides to ditch this one port or like no headphone jack uh and people complain and go crazy mm-hmm. um and i feel like we usually can like see the like where apple is going or you know companies in general like they're trying to move forward in whatever and like you we can empathize and, and like agree with these decision decisions even though this, these decisions will you know get a lot of people mad and pissed mm-hmm. um i'm usually that person actually like at my job i'm always i feel like a People think that I work at Apple. Actually, nah. a lot of times, like, like, hey, my MacBook doesn't have a headphone. Whatever. Actually, that's not true. Like, like when they want to complain about Apple stuff, they complain to me. Mm. <laughs> and then you feel know, like the need to sort of defend them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this just happened this week. Someone said, "Hey, how come I can't use the headphones that come with my iPhone, my brand new headphone, iPhone, on my brand new MacBook?" And I'm like, <laughs> I hear uh, you, but like you're like, well, actually, if you <laughs> look at the number of iPhone buyers, it actually represents a very small percentage of people who who also have blah blah blah. Yeah, mm. I get so, that. Anyway, <laughs> I feel like that's a rookie mistake. <laughs> uh huh. Like, well, actually, here I have I totally adopted the. Yeah, that kind of sucks. And just move on. <laughs> like ah, move right along. I should like don't I should adopt that. Don't try like don't try to convince them. Like <laughs> it's a lost cause. Like just just nod. They like they just they just want to be understood. They don't they don't mm-hmm. want a solution. They don't want to fix. Like they they just want to yeah. like vent. Man, that sucks. Mm-hmm. So anyway, today <laughs> I'm going to take the opposite role and maybe you can say, yeah, yeah, Rafa, that sucks. <laughs> um, so, so here's the thing. Um, it was Black Friday uh, last Friday. <laughs> um, as per usual, uh, even though it's a holiday that it doesn't mean anything outside of is US. It really a, no, is, it, Black, is it a holiday? It's not a holiday, but Black Friday is, is related. Like it's, it only exists because of Thanksgiving, right? It's the day after Thanksgiving. So, like, 
Thanksgiving yeah. doesn't exist anywhere outside the the U.S. Like we don't celebrate Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. but we do celebrate. Not celebrate. We we do have Black Friday deals and Cyber Monday and stuff. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's a very American thing. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, so as well, uh, like like the rest of the world, we had deals, and uh, me and my girlfriend were out, uh, and we were like looking for to buy some Christmas present to family and friends. And then we saw some pretty good deals on TV. <laughs> and, Uh-oh. And so what did you do? <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, dog. You know what? We This is actually a pretty good deal for this one huge 4K TV. Um, like, <laughs> I feel like <laughs> it's... <laughs> It's so dangerous to like give you control over like a web page with Amazon on it. Like, <laughs> if I if I was your girlfriend, I I wouldn't let you do that. <laughs> no comment. So anyway, <laughs> I was like, this is actually a pretty good deal. We should totally buy a TV, and we we did we we, we bought a TV, and it's not like a super expensive TV because we really don't need um. A TV, so it's not an OLED TV. It's mm. like top of the line, medium range TVs. Okay, I spent like five hundred bucks for a TV, which was like a third of a big OLED 4K TV, right? Right. So it's not a lot of money, uh, but still, like five hundred bucks for mm. a fifteen, uh, fifty-five inch 4K LG TV. I can look up the model and put it in the show notes if people are interested nice yeah, so anyway, yeah, yeah. i bought that tv people are definitely interested trust me <laughs> yeah uh i don't remember it's, it's like it's an ips display it's not oled but i read some reviews while i was in the store <laughs> just to make sure nice. this is actually a sane does it do dolby uh, vision purchase. uh not sure <laughs> but it does have hdr so yeah so yeah. okay so here's one thing about hdr um not all HDRs are created equal, basically. Um, mm-hmm. HDR is sort of this baseline thing, um, mm-hmm. but there's multiple different variants of that. So the way to think about that is a bit like um, like Retina, for example. Like Retina means very different things on different devices, right? Like on the iPhone mm-hmm. 10, it's like a 3x display. On the iPhone uh, 7, it's a 2x display. Like it, like basically the qu- actual quality of the display varies. Um, and so, like actually knowing what variant of of HDR your TV supports, uh, th- like makes a difference. Um, I'm like honestly, I t- don't tend to be really great at at knowing whether or not I like um, TV show or program or something like that has HDR, but mm. I can t- definitely tell the difference between a TV that is HDR or not. Interesting. I'm trying to look up to see if it has. I don't. I don't know. I can't find out by the way the model is a 55 uj 600 whatever that can means. you put a link in the show notes i can um I check it out because i also have an lg tv but i but mine you have an oled one right? Um, right one thing one thing i did notice uh a bit too late <laughs> is um while my tv supports dolby vision um 
and is 4K and OLED. Um, it doesn't support Dolby Vision at um, what is it? Is it 60 frames per second or hmm. uh, 120 or? Anyways, basically, like it only re- uh, uh, supports it at a lower refresh rate, um, which mm, is okay. means that it's totally fine for movies and TV shows, um, but it's not fine for Apple TV. <laughs> um, oh, interesting. So basically, and because the the like a current version of of the Apple TV only supported a single mode. I basically had to switch between having sluggish UI and the good HDR or having the smooth UI but having bad HDR. Uh, now oh. they've actually sort of fixed that. Um, they are going to be doing mode switching with the new update to the Apple TV, uh, which is like kind of good for me, but also not the best because my TV is switching modes all the time. Which like basically what happens is there's a a f- black flash uh, before a- any like movie or TV show starts, um, mm. so it's like it's not great, <laughs> uh, and I didn't know about that before buying my TV. Uh, and TVs, they're one huge rabbit hole. Yeah, honestly, can, like I don't I don't know what your rant is about, like because I feel like we haven't gotten to that, but I think that <laughs> no, we, we haven't started that that TVs are just like one of the worst things to buy. <laughs> like it's mm-hmm. just so confusing. There's like a million like different types of models, so many gotchas. Um like even if you go into a store and look at a bunch of TVs, you can't trust the images that they put on no. on those TVs. <laughs> like the those things are all real. like oversaturated That's, pieces. Yeah, of like they're crap crazy modes. saturated. Uh, and that specific uh, like loop that they put has been like specifically engineered to work the best for your TV. But if you look anything mm. else, like anything else, might look like crap. It's so <laughs> hard to to buy TVs. Um, such a mess. So, but because of that, like I I set my expectations accordingly. Like right. I knew I wasn't buying like the best tv i could buy and like right. do proper research and go to wire cutter and stuff like no this was not that kind of purchase mm-hmm. but this was hey this is a pretty good deal it will be an upgrade to our already crappy tv right like we didn't i didn't have like a huge awesome you know gray tv i had the one i could afford back in the day <laughs> so it was like it's already like three four years old mm. so anyway it was like this is a good deal it will be 4k has hdr it's an lg which i know like they're okay. It's not like this off-brand weird yeah. TV. Like I knew it was it was it was probably a safe purchase mm-hmm. for the price. Um, so we got to TV, and this was Friday, right? Right. So when I got home, I I put the TV where my old TV was. Uh, it it kind of fits the living room. It kind of looks uh, ridiculous because it's huge. It's fifty-five inch, <laughs> which like I have a small like living room um and so and it's very narrow meaning like the distance between like the couch and the tv very short distance Uh, okay (laughs) right it's really in your face um (laughs) so that looked like that looked ridiculous which was great like oh look at this this is huge um and and then i tried so i was using these speakers which they're like they're like 
computer speakers mm-hmm. or the Harman Kardon, you know, those like sticks, the, the transparent things. I think it was came with one of the iMacs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I have two, like I have, I have a pair of those, two sets of those speakers that I had since forever. Like someone, I inherited this from somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly who gave this to me, but I have these speakers since forever. I love them. I They're really good. And I was using those um, with my TV. And granted, like I have a small uh, living room, so like they they were really good for, you know, for the for the circumstance for the situation. Um, they were great, but with this new TV, I was uh, ready to plug the plug the the speakers, and there was no I couldn't find like the headphone port because you know I have a three and a half millimeter jack audio jack like the headphone jack. Oh, That's gosh. how you plug these. Your old speakers? TV had that? Yeah. It has one of the outputs. Sound like off. God. <laughs> I haven't seen a TV with like, that in, I mean, I don't think ever. <laughs> how? Like all the TVs that I had that's a, that that's I owned had one of these ports. Type port. Yeah. I mean, it is a it is a jack, audio jack output. Sure. I mean, TVs <laughs> have like optical or they have like the weird like three color uh, right the rca yeah right so well well you wait wait a minute uh <laughs> let's not get ahead of ourselves so i was like ah crap it doesn't have that port uh and I, yeah i checked and it had like rca and stuff mm-hmm. and an optical audio check uh, audio cable and i was like crap now i have to you know buy an adapter or whatever and the the speakers that you know okay come, i'm, I'm the, just gonna say speakers, before we hear the story uh-huh. I think what happened is you ended up buying new speakers. <laughs> it's like I feel like that's just that's just what happens with you. It's like, oh, we're like Rafa tries to buy to to buy gifts. And I was like, oh, look at that on the Amazon page. Oh, nice new TV. That's a good deal. <laughs> Oops, bought. <laughs> and then he gets the TV and is like, oh, the new the new speakers don't work. L- let me go on to uh, log on to Amazon and see if I can get an adapter. Look at those shiny new speakers <laughs> that are on sale. Ooh, let me buy that. And then he gets a speaker and then he's like, oh, but wait a minute. My Apple TV does, <laughs> does an Apple 4K. <laughs> Maybe I should go on Amazon and go buy that. And then... <laughs> You're spoiling the whole thing. You're spoiling something else. Maybe. <laughs> Anyways, Maybe. So that's my prediction. Go on. <laughs> okay, we'll see if, it, if it's correct prediction or not. Spoilers, it is. Uh, but so <laughs> I was like... This the only thing is that this is not on Amazon. This is taking place me leaving the apartment and going to this like Best Buy type of store, um, and then carrying a huge TV. <laughs> it's fairly close, but still. Um, and so I was like, okay, this sucks. Uh, this the TV speakers are the worst. Spe- like it, it sounded like the sound was coming off, like coming out of iPhone 3G in the <laughs> counter. Like it's the worst. Right audio ever which is fair i mean you're buying the display i guess that's just like i guess uh anyway so i wait because i this was friday right and then mm-hmm. this was during the weekend like uh, the stores here were closed to buy adapters and stuff so i waited till monday monday morning first thing i did was i left the house and i went to this like store that sells weird like you know appliances whatever cables and shit and i was like okay i need an adapter from this audio cable to like an rca you know the two pins 
the white and red, I think, or yellow, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got that like two euros, super cheap. I got, that was exactly what I was looking for. Came back home, plugged that in, and then it was like, shit, dog, I can't set the output as the RCA. The RCA is not an audio output. You either like do the whole output video and audio through RCA. Uh, or, <laughs> shit. Well, actually, no, no I, I lie, actually. No, it was only an input. Like, it's you can either plug an HDMI or RCA, right? It's an input, oh, not an yeah, audio right. output. <laughs> right. So I was like, holy crap, I can't, I can't, like, output the audio from this mm. stupid cable. So I looked online, and it was like, the only audio out that it had was the optical audio cable. It's the only audio out. So I was like shit um because that's like a digital audio signal in a three and a half millimeter thing is uh like a opt um, analog uh signal so i would i have to buy a audio converter from like from a digital to an analog signal i went back this was like 10 minutes after i came from the store and i bought the little adapter (laughs) i came back and said oh turns out i need this weird thing um, and I, uh, can you guess how much it was? No. This stupid adapter? Like, you know how Apple sells you dongles <laughs> that are super expensive? Yes. It's not like Apple is not a, the only company that does this. I bought a stupid off brand uh, converter for like 50 bucks. What? Like, whole smokes. Yeah. It was an expensive thing. Huh. But I was like, what, what am I going to do? Buy a whole new speaker? I'm like, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like where this I mean, is going. <laughs> it's still cheaper to buy this stupid adapter. So I bought the adapter and I came back home and you know plugged the whole thing, which is like already like three or four cables, and it needed to be plugged to an outlet because it needs power to convert or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then that was all set up, <laughs> and a sound was indeed coming from my speakers. Success. End of story. Not really. Uh, I was trying to like lower the volume and I couldn't, I was like, why? Um, cause that's, you know, mm. I, that worked on my old TV. And then turns out when you have an optical audio cable, all of the like management of the audio is like, it's basically up to the speakers, not the TV. Uh, the TV set is like, I don't care. Right. Cause you need, the you audio need signals arc. coming out. Right. Or, or H and oh, sorry, not Arc, uh, uh, HDMI CC or something. No, not even that. Well, no. uh, maybe like LG has this like mode, like yeah. uh, sync Simpling. mode stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, which exactly. which magically turns itself off like randomly. Really? <laughs> yeah, Shit, that hasn't happened to me yet. <laughs> but so, so I would assume that if I had like a proper speaker dingus. That maybe would work, uh, but because this is like computer speakers, these speakers don't even have a remote, right? Right. Like they're here, like at an arm's length distance. If you want to mm-hmm. change the remote, the volume you can change your computer, or you can use a little plus and minus volume dingus. So the only way for me to to change the volume would be to get up like an animal and like you know <laughs> reach the speakers and you know click the buttons right like that hasn't Nobody happened should live like since that. like 1992 
right? Like, yeah, like I couldn't live with this situation. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I got up again. This is everything. This is all in one day, in one morning. So I. <laughs> And I went back to that Best Buy like store and I was like, for like the like fourth time. <laughs> yep, like, pretty hey, much. And I'm like, listen, I need like I need a soundbar, some speakers. I need something because <laughs> I can't live with this. And uh, and and like oh, and, and I there have was a bunch of one, to return. <laughs> <laughs> there was this one LG and a couple Sony's soundbars, and the Sony's looked better. And it would probably be better, but because it would have to deal with that LG sound simlink dingus, mm-hmm. I was I was afraid that it wouldn't work. Right. So I was like, no, let me buy the LG one because I have I have an LG TV. It will certainly work well with the LG soundbar. Right. Let me get that one. And again, I carried it myself. And by the way, I took the store unit because I didn't want to wait two days for it for like another unit. I was like, hey, That's can you, you promise know you me have that this is not broken? Problem. And so I did all that, and I came back, and now I have the I have the soundbar. And by the way, it doesn't it doesn't fit like so, below the anyway. And then I, I try to connect the soundbar, but then I needed a sound system. So, and then I was like, "Hey, by the way, do you have a 4K Apple TV here in the store?" Seriously, and they didn't. Did that happen? I did ask, and I was ready to buy one, <laughs> but they didn't have any in stock. Uh, amazing. So my so now I have prediction a... was entirely true. Yes, it was. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh... And now I I have to buy a 4K TV. I mean, a 4K Apple TV. And I have to buy a PS4 Pro because all mm. of this 1080p mm-hmm. garbage looks like shit on my 4K TV. And then you're like, so but that, wait a that initial I keep, deal, I keep, like having to drive all all the way over to the store. Maybe I should get a new car. <laughs> but then my, but it doesn't have Then you come back, so I need to buy you come back, Android. You set phone. up everything, and you're like, well, actually, I think this living room is too small. <laughs> I think we need to move. <sighs> Honey, pack up your bags. <laughs> oh man anyway oh my god that's my rant like yeah you know when you buy your new iphone 5 and then you have to buy a whole new shit of adapters mm-hmm. that's not an exclusive thing to apple like this everything sucks i hate like change is bad for your wallet <laughs> uh that's amazing anyway thanks for for indulging me like for yeah for Hear me out. All right. Thank you. I think we should go to recommendations. <sighs> you know what? I'm not going to recommend an LG like <laughs> new modern TV. <laughs> so you're what getting, you're getting the, the joy of uh, getting to use WebOS. <laughs> what are your thoughts about yeah, that? Yeah, but I, I, I don't even have the... You know the remote where you can point the oh, remote? Okay. Like? Yeah. I have WebOS with D-pad, mm, stupid remote. Okay. Kind of sucks balls. Yeah, I mean, the remote isn't that great either, so you're not really missing yeah, it. It's the only way for me to consume 4K content uh, now is to use uh, the built-in Netflix app. Mm. 
Right. Um, so I, I've been using that. And also, can someone, maybe someone who is listening, uh, works at Google, can someone let people over at Google know that they have a YouTube app on the Apple TV? Because um, I just thought, like, they didn't really care about these platforms. But then the YouTube app for WebOS, it's way better than the YouTube app oh, for Apple it? TV. Oh my god, it's so much better. It's like it's modern. Huh. <laughs> Meaning it was updated it. in the last three years. Um because the one on the Apple TV sucks so bad. I mean um does it? I think it's, it does. Like it First, could be better, but it's I think it's fine. It doesn't refresh content. Like there's no refresh button. Uh if you change like you know the recommendations or whatever, the the initial screen. Mm-hmm. Like if I just if I now walk over my TV and open that app, the Apple TV YouTube app, mm-hmm. that's old content. And then if I go to my subscriptions mm-hmm. uh, tab, it's old content. Huh. Like it refreshes sometimes. Okay. <laughs> I have to like quit the app and force a refresh. There's not even a refresh button or whatever. Huh. That's anyway. I never realized that. Try yeah. Use the WebOS YouTube app and then. We'll talk. Okay. Even the, I don't know what they call it. You know that YouTube has this AirPlay-like functionality? Yeah, uh, Chromecast. Um, but I don't think it's Chromecast because it works without a Chromecast. Oh, okay. Mm, but yeah, this I don't know that. thing. Like, it works like you can, you can send a video to your TV without using AirPlay. Just like, I don't know how it works. Um, uh, even that, like, you can queue videos which is amazing uh, and i can okay, understand right. why they couldn't do that with airplay itself but it, they could cue it in the app mm-hmm. you know um but yeah so like if something is playing you're casting a video to your tv and then on your phone you're browsing other videos if you tap on a video it doesn't start playing it says you want to play this video or you want to add it to the queue uh, okay. which is great huh, interesting. i do that uh, a lot so try that cool um but yeah but my recommendation is I'm going to be totally honest. I added this recommendation here before I finished the show. This is a Netflix show. But yesterday I finished the first season and the last episode was like uh, so weird <laughs> that I don't know if I can recommend it, but I will because I don't have anything else. Um, it's a show on Netflix called Alias Grace. So this is a show. Um, it takes place in the 19th century in canada so that's hey that's cool for you Uh, (laughs) and it's like it's this like timepiece show about like there was this murder uh and like someone was framed for murder and then it's it's like this main main character is like uh like telling the story of what happened to this doctor um and that's it like you just go through the her story her life leading up to the murder and she starts off by saying like hey maybe i would just be telling you like what i think you want to hear maybe i would be telling you the truth you don't know but like what we see happening it's her story the way she's telling right. it so uh, okay so you it's go through the whole show narrator kind of thing exactly it's a whole show you're like you don't know what to believe you don't know what's real or not and then it's a really well-written 
a good show. I'm just going to say that the last episode of that season is uh, peculiar. <laughs> like, I, I hated the ending. Uh, but I know who some people that really liked it. So let's just say that the ending is, you know, I don't know. <laughs> It can ruin the whole thing for you. <laughs> anyway, you should give. All right, <laughs> you should give it a look. You should give it a look because it's a pretty good show. On Netflix, cool. Never heard so, of it before. There you go. Yeah, I think it's pretty recent. Nice. All right, All right. so my recommendation this week will ruin your productivity forever. Oh no. <laughs> uh, and it's called uh, Universal Paperclips. <laughs> Uh, and it's a game you can either run on, in the browser uh, or get for iPhone and Android. And it looks, it basically is probably the ugliest game ever made. Um, <laughs> it's just this page. And uh, you, when you get to this page, there's like a button that says make paperclip. Uh, and then there's different sections. There's like a business section that shows you your available funds, uh, your unsold inventory, your price per clip. And then you can lower or raise the price per clip. Um, uh, and then there's like manufacturing and marketing. And there's a bunch of stuff that get added on over time. And basically like your, your goal is just like trying to like make as much money as possible and like manage your paperclip company. <laughs> and it, I know this is going to sound like the worst game possible, but it's, strangely very addictive it's the kind of game that like you can sort of like keep open <laughs> and let it run in the background like uh as you progress through the game you can get auto clippers and mega clippers and there's like different things you can invest in like <laughs> it gets like remarkably complex um but <laughs> it's a fascinating game um so I heard about it in Hello Internet. Um, so this is where I, I discovered this game. But honestly, it's really destroying my productivity. So, um, yeah, check it out at your own risk, I guess. Since you started talking, I've been making paper clips. <laughs> and what is going on? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? Yeah, well, basically, you're trying to, like, optimize your business for selling as many paperclips as possible. So, like... How much do you charge per paperclip? Well, you're going to have to find that out. Anyway. Wow, this is really addictive. Anyways, yeah, this is a great game. um, And people have been, like, tweeting me their, um, like how long they've been playing in their current state and <laughs> it's been like incredibly entertaining <laughs> so yeah uh if you if you do check out the game then make sure to like send me a, a screenshot of what your what your view looks like and how many paper clips have you sold <laughs> all right so that's i it. have a lot of unsold inventory right now <laughs> <laughs> shit Okay, anyway, um, sorry, but your recommendation kind of ruined my ability yeah. to focus on the show. Um, sorry. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> okay, that is it for this week. Um, before we go, I just want to let people know that 
if you are in San Francisco area, uh, I'm going to be there next week uh, and the week after. I'm going to be there for two weeks. So if you're in town and maybe you want to, you know, grab coffee or a beer or something, um, hit me up on Twitter. Um, and yeah, I would love to meet people. So there you go. Uh, you can tweet at us and you can let us know what you want to hear. Uh, what kind of topics you would like us to cover um, or if you have uh, like any good recommendations for us uh, you can tweet at us at layout.fm um, you can also go to layout.fm on the web you can see the show notes you can see all of the uh, no, links to older episodes you can you can have, find links to subscribe in your app of choice um, you can also uh, send us an email there you have all the uh, information there um I am Rafa Hari on Twitter. Kevin is Vernal Kick. And lastly, this show is part of the Spec FM network. So if you're looking for more shows to listen to, um, give it a try at spec.fm. And I think that's it. Awesome. Talk to you next week, dude. All right. Bye. Bye.